Hello everyone and welcome to this version of this podcast. This is a different subject because we don't really have much weather going on uh, currently for the time being. And um, I suspect that that will be changing really quickly. Um, So what we're going to be talking about today is we're going to be talking about how space weather affects our weather at home here. And we're going to go over some stuff here. So I found this really interesting article, and I've been researching it for a couple of years now, um, about space weather and um, how it affects our weather here on Earth. And um, there's a good example of that. So I'm going to go through a pretty quick paragraph here. It says, researchers called it a a one-two punch. Strong solar activity erupted while hurricanes surged through the Atlantic, coincidental events that have prompted researchers to look closer at the implications of space weather during emergencies. So scientists at NCEI are studying solar activity in tropical cyclones for the first week of September 17. When overlapping events brought about severe consequences, researchers want to expand the scientific and practical knowledge of solar impacts in this case. Bad timing increased the vulnerability of several Caribbean communities. So, here on the live, this other live, so basically, um, this is Hurricane Irma and, and, uh, Josie here tracks and then this is 2017 and then if you look at here the map where it shows the uh, infrared where where, where it shows the power like the lighting and everything visible then you see a solar flare that erupted and impacted communication radio communication and it was a pretty substantial uh, solar flare then you look at um, the uh, the enhancement it made to the uh, hurricanes, Hurricane Irma at the time, what happens is is it causes artificial heating and uh, it ejects electrified protons into the atmosphere and it energizes wherever it's contacted with, wherever it hits, it energizes that particular area and what you're seeing is in some situations you have weather anomalies that may occur. You have, uh, say, a solar flare, a G2. There's specific, um, there's specific criteria. There's a G1 and a G4. The higher the number, the worse it is, obviously. And um, so we're going to go ahead and uh, go on. So Hurricane Irma, a Category 5 storm, approached the Caribbean islands on September 4th and took its toll on several islands before passing about 60 miles north of Puerto Rico's northern coastline on September 6th and 7th. 93 miles away, activity on the sun in motion, another kind of impact, a solar active region named AR12673 produced a series of solar flares that prompted multiple days of mornings from Space Weather Prediction Center, SWPC, beginning September 4th, most notably a significant X-class flare, which is very significant, uh, measuring 9.3 erupted on September 6th as Irma bore down on Puerto Rico. 
The X9.5, X9.3 flare, which triggered a major coronal mass ejection, CME, was the largest solar flare detected by satellites in about a decade. And it disrupted communication systems in its wake as Puerto Rico endured the blunt of Irma, Hurricane Irma, SWPC issued a radio communication blackout alert. And not only can they affect radio communication, but when it, when it, when the verbiage is like that, it basically means that it can affect communications in general. Um, so, um, in the Caribbean, the subsequent radio blackout disrupted high communication, ground communication, aviation systems when emergency need, when emergency needs were critical. Said the uh, outage caused a total, near total communication blackout for most of the morning and early afternoon of September 6th. Civilian French Civil Aviation Authority officials reported losing contact with aircraft in the region 90 minutes during the blackout trigger alert. The hurricanes at the time, Irma, and the solar disruptions didn't end with Irma. Hurricane Josie followed an Area known as AR12673 remained active in total, and therefore, so basically, what they're saying here in layman terms is that whenever we have a solar flare uh, erupt, um, we're looking at if it erupts in a particular area, say, for example, we have a hurricane in the Gulf, Central Gulf, and we have a solar flare that erupts right around the southern part of the central gulf into the central gulf uh, like louisiana mississippi southern texas what happens is is that energizes the atmosphere and it causes a artificial heating not artificial heat but a a, a bubble uh, a warm bubble in the upper atmosphere that protrudes downward and it actually acts as a a uh, intensifier for the hurricane to further intensify not just with hurricanes but also for uh, severe weather as well um, it can it can play many different factors in our weather system and how everything comes together um, so we're gonna look at right here um, let's see here And this actually shows the coronal mass ejection September 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th to the 10th. And goes, goes, continues to go on from there. And if you look at this image right here on this slide, you'll see that you have Puerto Rico with very visible power at all from, uh, from uh, visible satellite. And it was quite a um, it was quite a large solar flare that impacted communications, even impacted parts of the United States as well on that day, um, and uh, whatnot. It acted as a inhibiting um, instigator for Hurricane Irma, and it can act as a um, it's a very difficult thing to forecast. You can have one of these solar flares, uh, coronal mass ejections, occur 
in a time when the forecast is forecasting it to be a category one or two, and it can push it to a much higher strength category hurricane. So we always have to, you know, look at these situations as um, an unpredictable type of uh, situation, a very fluid situation. And unfortunately for Puerto Rico during 2017, uh, that was a, um, a uh, good example of that. So we're taking the example of space weather predictions, the effects it has on our weather systems, and we're using this past event as an example of what could possibly happen. Um, and it's a very unpredictable form of, uh, form of forecasting. And it's usually down by maybe like 30 minutes or less. It's very unpredictable, at least right now. So that's what this podcast, this live was about, to inform people about how space weather can affect the weather where you live. And what type of effects it can have scientifically in uh, large high profile events. So I wanted just to let everyone know about that. I hope you all have a good day. And I'm gonna go ahead and end this live. And remember to share and like, I really appreciate it.